Hola, mi nombre es Cristina González Parás. Eh, estamos en este Compassionate Las Vegas eh, podcast. Welcome to Compassionate Las Vegas, the podcast. I'm Will Rucker, and I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us for today's very, very special episode. I'm so excited about our guest. She is a light. She's compassionate. She's strategic and just amazing. The work that she's accomplished and the person that she is, is sure to inspire you. So thank you for joining us for season three. And I'd like to welcome our very special guest all the way from Mexico, Cristina Gonzalez. Hello. Thank you, Will. Hello. I all right, you gotta help me. me. Did, I get, did I get that pronunciation yes. right? Perfect, yes. Awesome, wonderful. Well, thank you again for joining the podcast. And I, I just really wanna hear from you about your story about how you got into this work of compassion, what's happening for your city, for your country, for your people, and whatever else comes to mind. This is very conversational. Thank you, Will. First of all, thank you for inviting me to this podcast. And uh, yes, well, I, I've been working as a social activist for 22 years here in, in Monterrey, Mexico. And um, several years ago, we started with, a, with a, two organizations. One that, that is like a volunteer organization that is serving to the community and, you know, uh, inviting uh, people to be a volunteer and uh, make them go to different organizations. Right now, we have 22 years working on that, more than 9,000 volunteers working. So it's been a very beautiful work. We also, for them, invite them to have some courses every month so they can be, you know, growing as a leaders in the communities. So this is one of the work we do here in Monterey. And then later, we started with Encuentro Mundial de Valores. This is an event uh, as another organization that makes a, an event once a year. And we invite people from uh, leaders from all over the world. We have been having here more than 10 uh, Nobel Prizes. And um, we have invited ex-presidents and beautiful people talking about consciousness, about how values can be spread and exercised in different models of works. So we have now, this is going to be the 14th year that we work uh, this event. And I think six years ago, we invite Charter for Compassion to come to Monterrey to this event. And when we hear, we, when, we, uh, when they were talking about the work that they were doing in different cities, it really moved my heart. And I said, we need Charter for Compassion here in Monterrey. We, we need to certify cities, to certify universities, to go into business and invite them to be certified and work together as an alliance, you know? So we started with that work about six years ago, and we are very happy today because we have certified 17 cities 
here in, in our state. Ten wow. universities are working with us. We have ambassadors in media that talk with compassion several times uh, uh, in a month. So we've been working hard and um, in, in a beautiful way, we have created like an alliance to work together the, the town, the city, um, the, the, the universities, the business. So this has been happening for the last six years and uh, we are really very happy to be part of this movement, this, this international movement now. To our audience, I told you you were going to be inspired. I'm sitting here with just excitement and goosebumps because hearing just the, first of all, the, the length of time that you've been doing this, but then the way that you've been able to infiltrate, I'll say, all of these different sectors where you've got the education sector, you've got the government, you've got people, you've got leadership. That's fantastic. You mentioned you've been doing or been a social activist for 22 years. That's quite a, a lengthy time. So I'm sure you've learned a thing or two. But what I want to get to is year one. What brought you to being a social activist? And what does that mean for you? Yes. Well, I think the education is, is the base of everything. I had, you know, an aunt in the family that were a nun. So she took us to vulnerable places where we can share our our toys when we were little and then to uh, well make some uh, kind of uh, parties or something to get money and to get things to go to the communities and give them so i think education is a big part of of what you are going to be doing later and um, when you go to uh, to school you know and you have also the possibility to, to do something for everyone around. Uh, I think that, that, that lives in your heart. You see, you know, that later is gonna be showing you what to do. I, I, I had a business with my husband for uh, almost 30 years. So I also had to deal with, with uh, family things with the people that work with us. They were like 300 employees, and um, and uh, I, I I saw how they were trying to get to life, you know, and get everything they needed. So that that made me leave the the, the business and start going into these uh, social activist movements, so we can do something for those people that that were needing more education, uh, more. Uh, probably high level of consciousness. And uh, so we could help, you know, a little bit more. So that, that, that's something that were in my heart from since I was little. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Very, very beautiful. That education piece, that upbringing, but also just kind of what was given to you when you entered the world. And I love that you bring in the, the consciousness perspective because that's something that I try to do. I really try to, to bring awareness and consciousness into every sphere and elevate that to a higher level, a higher level meaning a broader view where people can see more perspectives and have a better understanding of how things are working. With this work that you've 
created. So the business, the, the compassionate Monterey, and now that spread and spread and spread, what are you most proud of? Well, I don't know if I'm proud. I am, I'm really thinking that, that we need to do more, you know, that we need to involve more organizations, more people to lead these, these social organizations and to work together, you know, as Charter is doing internationally. I mean, work together with uh, some programs, some projects that could help more in this moment that we are needing a lot of social, uh, 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 not only social, but, but that uh, psychosocial uh, educational work that could lead uh, to the people in this moment to sensitize, you know, that, that we are in a changing world that, that needs to have another way to see the life, you know, and going to see the work that we are doing. Mm, yeah. One of the challenges that we face is this perspective, a judgmental perspective of people who are different. And so in Las Vegas, in Nevada, we have a very high uh, Latino Hispanic population. And there's still a sentiment where immigration can be kind of a hot button issue. And then people are labeled and mislabeled. Uh, you, you get things like they're uneducated, they're lazy, they're stealing our jobs, things of that nature. And when I hear people say those type of things, what I hear underneath is fear and a need of self-preservation. How does that impact you and the people that you know when those kind of words are used to describe you? Well, uh, actually we, we have this problem here also in, in, in Monterrey. I, I mean, problem because we, we are concerned of, of how to help, you know, those people that are, coming from the south of Mexico, passing through Mexico and going to the United States. But they, they most, most of them right now are staying here in town. So uh, oh, oh, we all the social organizations are, are looking, are looking at, uh, for, for uh, some uh, ways to work with them, to, to make them get this social and emotional education because they all are hurt, you know, they are, they are living extreme situations. So I don't feel right, you know, when, when I see all, all those people there in the United States suffering as they are doing it here, you know. So uh, what we do here is uh, in the volunteer work, we are making like chains, chains of uh, volunteers to work with them, to send, to bring them what they need uh, until they uh, fix their papers or what they have decided. So this is a big work, you know, for human humanity right now because this is something that is happening globally. I usually ask questions that I have a good idea of the answer to, uh, but I must admit, I, I was moved by what you just said. And it, 
it's one of those things where that common humanity just it it screamed from the screen to me when you said we have that that concern too we we have these issues too i i wish more people could hear that and uh, i think that builds bonds of of unity when you understand guess what we really are all dealing with very very similar things and 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 this is something that you know ONU or some good very high organizations have to have some uh, answers for that because uh, things are getting difficult with these em environmental problems you know water is 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 such a problem in some countries and that's why people is moving to poverty uh, water uh, these environmental problems And um, we have to have some answers for that internationally and start looking together for uh, how, how to resolve these problems. Yes. Yeah, I absolutely agree. You do work with compassionate integrity training, and that is such a powerful, powerful program. It's 10 sessions that walk you through three sets of skills where you really become aware of the instrument of compassion. I like to compare it to an instrument because the skill it's something that you can improve and become more proficient in. We've been doing compassionate integrity training in Las Vegas for, I would say, at least four years. I took my training initially four years ago and then was certified as a facilitator. But we haven't been able to get the number of individuals involved that we would like. In yes. your space, you have reached literally thousands. Tell us how you did it. Yes, of course. Well, we came, We I also took the course with Life University in San Antonio. And when we saw the content of that, I say, I have to take it to Monterrey, to Mexico, you know? So when I, I, I heard that it was already as a self-directed and a digital, in a digital matter, uh, we asked them to have the, to translate that in Spanish And we create a group of people with different associations as uh, human value centers that had an app to go with that. Conscious Performance is in Germany as, and is in an organization that make investigations or, or, or of the content and how people is, you know, getting involved in, the, in that course. So we decided to make this group. We started working uh, we, at the beginning of last year. We invite some of our compassionate uh, universities, uh, cities, uh, business to get it, the, this course. This course, I know that the UNESCO have, have been saying that is one of the best social emotional uh, courses. So I tried to sell it in a very low price uh, and, um, and, you know, make this uh, license possible to all the city. And yes, was, we had 16,000 people taking the course uh, last year with a beautiful uh, 
uh, results in the investigations from the 10 abilities, eight were in a better, in a, in a better, had a better, better results in each person. So it was a, a, a beautiful way to bring it to Mexico, to bring it to, we, 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 we did this in jails with people. We also take, took it to security uh, government, to the security department in, in, in Monterrey, and they gave that to policemen. So it was, it was beautiful, and I'm still working on that. We are still working on that with another people, the universities that took 5,000, 2,000. Now they want to do it, you know, uh, nationally. Uh, so we are happy with, uh, with that because we know this, the results are beautiful. Yes. With your results, this transformation that's occurring within your communities, Take just a moment, 30 seconds or so, to talk to the president of UNLV, our local university, and tell him exactly why he should invest in this program for his college campus. Okay, well, we are, we are having a moment right now uh, with all this pandemia and with what we are living, that people need some abilities and some uh, tools to to, to leave this possibility, to pass this possibility, this uh, situation of uh, depression of some of them and uh, very anxiety youth people. So this, this course has the abilities and have the resources that could help these people to feel better, to behave very better, and probably to go ahead and make a movement as an activist or to try to do something for someone else. So I, I invite you to, to bring these possibilities to your people in the universities, even teachers who need this possibility too. Thank you. I, I think that I'm gonna send it to him and say, listen to this. <laughs> it's, it's such an incredible experience. It, it did change my life going through it. And I've delivered the course several times now. And every time I go deeper, every time it transforms a new part of me, every single time I get a new skill and I'm reminded of something and it helps to allow me to feel more peaceful and to be more compassionate to those that otherwise I'm like, you people are, are driving me batty. <laughs> you know, it, it, it helps with all of that. And I, I can only imagine if we had 16,000 people in Las Vegas with these skills, the change in our community. We are a tourism Mecca. We're a huge tourist town. And so a lot of our, um, well-being is based on making others happy. And that can be very, very difficult. So being able to ground and take a moment to, to use resources and do the resourcing in difficult situations, I think would really just improve our quality of life overall here. So that's why I wanted to touch on the CIT. I'm very grateful with Charter for Compassion because we also brought to Mexico Think Equal. Think Equal is another project for kids 
until the six years. And neuroscience has said if, if they don't install some competitions before the sixth year, they have to leave experience in order to install it. And this project of Think Equal has through, through some uh, stories, you know, the possibility of, of installing those, com those competencies, competencies in your brain. So we have been working with that. 5,000 kids took it last year. And it, it is a beautiful experience for teachers and also for, for little kids and their family that they are bringing uh, this possibility to their houses. And they are telling their parents, breathe, breathe before you breathe again. So, so there are several social emotional projects in Charter for Compassion that could, could lead us to be a, more sensitized of what we have to do in this world. No. Yeah, Think Equal is phenomenal. I, I really want to get that in the community as well. But something you just mentioned, I don't think I realized. If you're saying that if these competencies aren't taught before someone is in the sixth grade, then the only way to really get that into them is to instill it by experience? Yes, yes. This is already being said by the neuroscience that work with this, this program, with Think Equal program, yes. Mm -hmm. I had a pastor who would tell me there's two ways to learn. You can learn from someone teaching you, or you can learn by the school of two by four, meaning bumping your head against it, you know, the pain of, of having to deal with it yourself. So I, I want to save everyone the experience of having to deal with this and instill it through, through education versus experience. And ex I mean, experience, of course, to be clear, has value, but the experience that you can have can be so so much greater if you already have these competencies when you start. Of course. And that's another, the Charter has another programs, very interesting. We participate in Golden Rule Day. We also uh, work some of the environmental work that we are doing together globally. Uh, actually with companies, compassionate companies, compassionate cities, and NGOs, we planted 35,000 trees two, two years ago before the pandemic. So, so there are a lot of possibilities, you know, that you can go into this social uh, transformation through charter and through compassion, working through compassion. Yeah. Beautiful. One other area that I wanna highlight that you've done amazing work in is restorative justice. And that's something we are, are just burgeoning on here in Las Vegas, but it's something we have an appetite and a hunger for. Can you share a bit about your restorative justice work? Well, actually we have worked for women, you know, <clears throat> most of, uh, we have a, a workshop that we have been doing together with different cities, with their women uh, department, you know, because there there is a lot of, uh, hurt women around. So we have a, a, a workshop that where we uh, present some testimonies and how how people can get good way, get out of their problems as uh, women. And uh, we install there several stands 
where we invite them to go and have a psychological uh, possibilities of, of work with, with someone, or if you need a job, especially to, to get out of the situation that you are, or if you need to learn some abilities in order to work later. So this workshop has been very good taken for women or hurt women. Uh, in uh, So that's the way we work a little bit with social justice around, around town. I see, that's, that's great. And why women? Well, because I don't know in other countries, but here in Mexico, it's been, you know, like postponed the 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 way they in, they in, interrelated in business or so women has been like left, you know, and hurt. Uh, there are a lot of violence for women around. So this is something we have to be working all the time around. Yes. I see. I, I'm interested in that, in the sense that as an African-American, I, I have one lens of injustice. And so I feel I'm able to relate to some of the challenges and barriers women face because women historically have been oppressed or minimized and not given full opportunities, even with things as fundamental as education. So expanding that lens of restorative justice to just social justice and beginning the work with women, I think is, is critical and so valuable. So as a, a female leader yourself, have you faced challenges being heard because of your gender? Well, actually, not not in that way, you know, but but what I, I was in business once and I I really felt in some places where the the other, I mean the, the, the men were privileged in some areas, you know. But but I really I haven't I haven't feel that, but I have empathized with the people that is is, is, is having those problems, yes. Yeah, and that's incredible to hear. It's amazing because I, I'm not surprised by that one because you just have this presence that commands respect and attention and you have a warmth about you that's so inviting that I think it's, it's disarming for someone that may have even uh, initially perhaps treated you differently to, to change that uh, approach. So thank you for sharing that. I want to change our direction for just a bit here and just talk about compassion. I want to hear how you personally define compassion. Well, that's, that's, that's feeling, you know, that you have a, a, when you see someone suffering, you would like to be there, you know, to help those possibilities, I mean, to help work, work it out. So uh, this is, this is, this is a feeling that, in, in, that is inner in your heart, you know, and um, when you, when you saw, when you see some situations that are, are there uh, hurting others, well, 
you have you want to do something for them that's my way to to think that compassion could help you know or that could, compassion works this is a sensitized heart that that is uh, feeling for other and do trying to do something to 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 help you know? a sensitized heart that's so powerful why should people invest in developing this skill of compassion well i do feel that that this is this is the 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 answer for for what is happening in the world you know uh, uh, compassion is inner in the heart of everyone in there you know but sometimes your the way you were raised and the problems you had it is already covered but in some way uh, when you you deep you go deep inside the heart of each one uh, they all want to do something for someone that is suffering you know so what we have to do is just help them find that inner space where where life or, or, or sense of life, the sense of life is, you know, we are here not to be alone. We are here to work and give that, that heart, you know, to everyone. So this is a transforming suffering, you know, when, when you are, you are doing it together. So the world needs now our unity and our, sensitize heart in order to resolve together as one is these uh, these uh, problems that we are living right now. Thank you. You mentioned Think Equal. We talked a bit about compassionate integrity training. For someone that's watching or listening to the podcast today that wants to start engaging in compassionate practice right away because they're just so excited by this, what are two or three things you would tell them to start with before they even get to the other trainings? Uh, well, I think uh, I will invite them to, to, to go into it and to reach uh, uh, those uh, abilities in order to, to, to grow, in order to see this, the world different, in order to feel that, that you are here for a reason. Uh, so that's, that would be my invitation. I mean, if, if you feel that there is no sense in your life or to, to, so compassion is, is the way, compassion is the path, you know. Is there something that they can do right now to help to, instill more compassion or maybe to show compassion to their family or their neighbors or their coworkers? Well, there's a lot of things to do, you know, like first of all, to hear them, to listen to them, to listen to their hearts, I mean, to their needs and um, to try to be with them. I mean, to try to, to answer, to help answer the situations they are living in this moment. So, so compassion is 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 like a like a moment to grow together 
you know, and to resolve together some of the situations that you are living, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a tool. It's a, it's a tool for living. It's a tool for a sense of life. It's a tool for growing and well and and getting a more consciousness of what you are here for what is your mission what what to do with your life those two things i think are the foundations of everything else listening being able to hear someone's heart as you said and then also being present with them if we mastered those two things, or just even not even mastered them, if we just tried to get close to starting that process, I think the world would be a very different place. It's it's incredible. I do an exercise with our Jameson Fellows where they have to sit and listen to others help them, but they can't respond, they can't clarify. They have to sit there for eight minutes and just hear. And the result is the same every time. You know, like that was so powerful to actually listen and just listen, not listen to respond, but truly listen to understand and hear. And so I thank you for for giving that gift to our audience and sharing that that very powerful practice. Yes, we have a a radio program once a year, um, uh, a week here. And uh, we invite people also, and we invite the public to listen, but listen from the heart, you know, what he has to say. Most of the people that we invite as social activists or are working in an NGO or doing some special uh, work in universities. So this is, uh, we invite them to, to open the heart and listen, open the mind and listen because something is there for them. I mean, something can learn from them and, uh, and share later. So this is, uh, this is another of the, work, of the work that we do here in Compassionate Monterrey. Beautiful. In our last few moments together, I just want to invite you to share a story or a thought that keeps you going when the work gets difficult. You are doing incredible work and you're having fantastic success, but that doesn't mean it's easy. That doesn't mean that there aren't times where it it becomes hard for you. So share something that keeps you inspired. Well, I cannot do it by myself. Something that I have learned through all those 22 years that I've been working as a social activist is uh, we have to go together with a group, you know, when you are aligned, the, the mission, the, you, you, you work together as a circle of trust and you feel that the other is helping you, you know, to go with your mission and with their mission, uh, things are, are easier. And, uh, and you got the, the, uh, what you are trying to do, you got it faster, you know? So with silence, with moments of silence with the group and then start the work every day, I think we can, we can reach uh, some of the objectives of that, that our work uh, is trying to do here in Monterrey and also in different parts of Mexico. 
because ThinkEqual is in seven states right now. The CIT is moving to another states also, this program. And um, well, the Encuentro Mundial de Valores that we work every year el, eh, is being seen in once we had 116 countries in line. Uh, the, the, we had from 4,000 to 7,000 participants each year. So it's a lot of commitment, you know, of the group to bring all those possibilities in the best way to the people and and the town and the country. So I think not to work alone, to work together in groups is some uh, with with the mind and the heart uh, uh, very well uh, clear, you know, so it, it would take you to good results. The visual that you painted for me is a flock of birds flying in that V shape and how that front bird is really creating a smooth pathway for those that follow behind and they're able to rotate when they tire. So wow. you're, you're <laughs> showing us go together. That's one of my favorite books uh, by Shola Richardson. Uh, go together, do it together. The spirit of Ubuntu. I am because we are. And that's what I just heard from you. So Again, I'm just so grateful that you have taken time to join our podcast and share from your heart the work that you are involved in as a social activist and the fruit of your labor that is happening all around your country and how that continues to ripple throughout the world. So I just wanted to say thank you again for that. Is there anything else you want to share with the podcast audience um, as we close? Well, we I would like just to invite them, I mean, whoever is hearing this podcast, uh, to go ahead and try to get into these compassionate movements around the world because we need you. We need the... We need your work, your, your, your heart, your intelligence, your mind in order to get a better world going on and, uh, and reaching some uh, solidarity and uh, some uh, big love around. So that's my invitation today. Beautiful. Well, Christina, thank you again for joining us. And thank you, our wonderful, compassionate audience, for tuning in to this episode of Compassionate Las Vegas, the podcast. I am Will Rucker, and I want to remind you, you are not just a drop in the ocean. You are the entire ocean in a drop. And as Christina mentioned, we need you to join this compassionate movement. So until next time, be well. Thank you.